nitpicks about it, mm -hmm. but the nitpicks are in comparison to like a real thing. Yeah, to like actual. Like triple A kind of property. Yeah. Well, you know, I would do this a little bit. Right. Which is a little, a little strange. Right, because most of the arrow games that we play, it's like you so, look at it in a separate light because it's like, well, I mean, it's not going to have those things. It's a fuck sim game. Similar to hentai, right? Yeah, absolutely. Hentai anything or porn anything. Yeah. Acting movies like uh, Jeff Jameson movie. Yeah. What was it called? Dream Quest. Dream Quest. That was like trying to be something or do something beyond the porn genre. Mm-hmm. So then you like try to hold that against mainstream and like it can't quite hold up. Yeah, like, like trying to compare Dream Quest to like Labyrinth. Labyrinth or like, you know, some full featured high budget film right. that's well, modern. Right? Yeah, like, sure. Like, but then you catch yourself and you're like, wait a minute, I'm comparing Dream Quest to like this full featured thing that have like a million more people working on it. Right, exactly. And that is noteworthy by itself. Yeah, it's true. That's fair. Welcome to Cooperative Foreplay, a KinkQuest adventure. We're your co-op companions, Anna and Soren Sterling. Press start to join the conversation while we chat about taking on arrow games with a multiplayer twist and having some kinky fun while we play. This is episode one. Episode one. Uh, and we're going to be talking about Cloud Meadow. One of our favorite beach games. Yeah, this is... Yeah, this is a great one. We've been playing it. We've actually played it a few times. We played it as far as we could a long while back in early access. Uh, but now we pulled it out again because there's a lot more content than there was, like, I don't know, two years ago when there's we played it. There's a ton more content. Yeah. It seems like every season there's new stuff. Yeah. That's kind of how early access so works. So what are we doing here? So we are talking about arrow games. There are a lot of different names for them, adult games, age games. We picked arrow games just because age games kind of implies that that uh, Japanese hentai element that they don't all have. So there's oftentimes kind of a, a seedy association with sexy video games. Mm -hmm. uh, and oftentimes, anytime that we, we associate something with sex, it tends to kind of get discarded or devalued. But we think that there's actually a ton of value in a lot of these games and want to share kind of the multiplayer aspect of how you could actually play these with a partner or with, with a significant other and yeah. how that kind of changes the gameplay altogether. I think in the same way that there can be a mindset about porn that that's something that somebody watches by themselves in order to get off even though actually there are a lot of fun ways to watch porn together. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think arrow games get the same kind of, there's the same idea there that you know they the only reason to play one is if you're by yourself and you don't have anybody to play with. And obviously we've spent a lot of years playing games like this and looking for games like this even before they really existed. I actually, our first experience with an arrow game was one that I wrote because mm -hmm. we couldn't find anything like that in the world. There weren't a ton, right? Yeah. And they were really, really shoddy. I think the interesting part about looking at video games as a co-op opportunity it's similar to, say, watching like a, a scintillating movie, right? That mm -hmm. like you sit down with your significant other and you watch it, a movie like Secretary, and you're kind of like warm by the end of the movie about all the sexy things happening. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like watching some explicit porn all by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. That I mean, there are games that are uh, just pretty overtly like pornographic, but many, many of the age games are more like low-level sexy throughout. Uh, as opposed to being uh, 
just kind of porn on the front and on the surface. There's some kind of story going on. There's some kind of gameplay going on that kind of leads you through the sexy content. And while we're a big fan of all types of arrow games, those are oftentimes the games that we key into, the ones with kind of the deeper storyline or game mechanics. Yeah, there are many, many arrow games that are the format of some sort of puzzle game. And as you solve the puzzle, you uncover, like, a naked picture. Or sex. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, that's it. Uh, which, those are great, and there are, again, many of them to enjoy, but those aren't really the kind of games that we tend to key into. So today, we're talking about Cloud Meadow, one of our, our favorites, and want to make sure that we share our perspective, but we had the chance to open this back up and get, what, eight more hours into it? <laughs> yeah. We said, okay, we have to play for at least an hour, and then we ended up playing for, like, eight and a half. So it's been, it's been a fun adventure. It's been a fun way to start this podcast. So let's talk a little about what Cloud Meadow is. Yeah, so it's a really interesting game because it has elements of farming sim. It mm-hmm. has elements of role-playing game mm-hmm. and also like a dating simulator as well. Mm-hmm. So the, the description of the game from the, I'm assuming this from the publisher, is equal parts farming simulator, RPG, and visual novel Cloud Meadow is an erotic game about learning to work with monstrous allies in order to build a new home and explore uncharted lands. And so the developer is Team Nimbus, and I believe that this is their one and only game that they've produced, and it's apparent that they're a small team and they keep putting out new material and and continual updates and trying to finish the game. Yeah, they're still very active developers. The game is changing all the time and they have a roadmap. Very cool. Uh, The publisher is Tiny Hat, which they've got a handful of games that we've heard of or played before. Tiny Hat, it seems like they're a relatively small uh, publisher and they're primarily focused on Euro games and has a proclivity towards a lot of... uh, uh, Fuda kind of stuff, and okay. and also some furry elements too. Okay, all right, good to know. So looking at the Steam reviews, uh, this game is high has highly positive reviews on Steam. A lot of people kind of referencing Stardew Valley, the idea that this is really kind of like a pornographic Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. which I'm sure the developer would be annoyed. Stardew Valley all grown up. <laughs> yeah, that's a way to look at it. Oh, someone, someone compares this, oh no, Village Rhapsody. I thought they were comparing it to Rhapsody. You remember oh, Rhapsody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, that's a weird comparison. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's a different game. Yeah. So overall, pretty good reviews. Relatively few negative reviews. And, and I think that that's pretty much in line with our thoughts. Like there are little nitpicks that we could talk about, but more, more or less TLDR, fantastic game. Yeah. So then going into kind of our information that we look at before coming into games, Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that we always really like is when you have the opportunity to play as a female main character. Mm -hmm. So in this game, you have the ability to pick a male presenting person or female presenting person Mm -hmm. and have whatever name that you want associated with it. Mm -hmm. And you can choose either image and either pronoun, which Mm -hmm. is always kind of cool. Uh, And there's a they-them option as well. I think another really interesting part about the game is that you have a selection option in the beginning Mm -hmm. where you can choose to see or not see uh, different types of interactions. So, you know, straight interaction or gay interaction or trans interaction. 
Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of different settings that you can choose in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Of course, we just leave them all open. We leave everything yeah. open. Show us all the dirty things. But it's kind of nice in, that in they... In the name of science. Yeah, of course. That they give you the option to, to see or not see what you want to see. Uh, we Another thing that we like to talk about and think about early on is potential triggers mm-hmm. in the game. And, of course, you know anything can be a trigger. But one of the things I really love about Cloud Meadow is that everything just feels very... Um, consensual. Consensual, very... Like, everyone in every scene tends to be just very wanting to be there and enthusiastically participating. I think the, the one possible trigger that I could see is that there's a lot of kind of animality... Mm-hmm. Uh, bestiality adjacent kind of material because like there are all of these like human animal hybrids everywhere and it's strange where like you can have sex with, with yep. your cow person and then also uh, have a conversation with them yeah, so and, and then also like harvest them yeah so the way that I actually recently described this to someone is I said okay you breed and raise these these monster boys and girls who are somehow sentient enough to have conversations and relationships with, but non-sentient enough that you keep them in a barn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's a little weird. That's kind of the trigger area. It's a little weird. But the in the interactions, yeah. um, they very much don't come across like, oh, here's an animal that I have control over. It's more they come across very much like your sweet little cat girl or your mm-hmm. little cowboy or... Your centaur Full, boy. Fully uh, of consenting age. Right? Yeah, and, yeah, and again, conversational. Like mm-hmm. they, uh, and in, in, again, even in like all of the kind of animations, um, everybody always comes across as very happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the game mm-hmm. itself, you have farming mm-hmm. and you grow plants in order to make foods that you will feed to your monster boys and girls. Mm-hmm. And cause them to basically grow in different ways, have different different stats. Right, based on what they eat. And you can basically raise some of them up to be good at working on the farm, mm-hmm. to take care of your farming for you. You can raise some of them up to be good at like healing or fighting in mm-hmm. order to take them into the dungeon with you. Uh, and in the meantime, you go into the village where there are tons of different like NPC characters, most of whom are some sort of animal type People, which is, again makes it even weirder that mm-hmm. you raise the monster, yes. the monster hybrids, and yet then you go into the village and it's all like. There are very, there are very few pure human. I think characters. we're the only one. No, no are there no, others? No. So there's the big-chested madam. She's clearly oh, a woman. Oh, that's true. She's yes. Like there, there are a handful of people. So yep. there are over what a hundred NPCs yep. uh, or characters in the game that you get to interact with. And for many of them, there are kind of these dating plots or, or uh, dating simulator elements to the gameplay where you can like yep. gain their affection and you know ultimately result in having sex with them or having yep. relationships yep. with them. There's a big shy Yeti boy mm-hmm. that I'm working on trying to romance. Yeah. And then there's the big uh, ogre mm-hmm. lady. She's pretty hot. Yeah. We take her all everywhere with us. I don't think you have to try very hard to romance her. You don't have to her. try she's, very hard. She's pretty there. Yeah, she's outgoing. Uh, so that's that's kind of what the game is. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, do they have a Patreon they for do. Cloud Meadow? Yeah. Okay. So then they're 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 on a model that you see kind of a lot with these games, where you can go get it on Steam. Uh, but if you really like the game, you can support them on Patreon and get access to newer builds mm-hmm. than the Steam release. Yeah, I think they have the newest build on Patreon and then the second to newest build on Steam. But it's mm-hmm. just another way to support the developer. Yep. If, if that's what you want to do. 
Uh, and then in terms of patches for the game, there are no patches. No, it's, it's just what it is. On Steam, you get all the sex, which is kind of interesting because a lot of games, uh, the Steam version will be kind of a PG version, and then you can go find a patch that mm. will cause it to be the adult game. Uh, and it's so weird how it Steam is. makes their decisions about what is or isn't too pornographic. It right. feels like it depends on who's looking at the game, really. I guess. I guess I don't who know. reviewed it at the time. Yeah, I don't uh, know. But no patch as of right now. Yep, and you have no pixelation, like no censored, mm -hmm. no censored areas. You get full-on kind of penetrative everything. Yeah. Again, the, uh, the sex content is very... Some of it is like 8-bit, mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting. Like you go into the barn and all when you set two monsters to breed together, when you go into the barn, you can see them breeding and it's all like kind of 8-bit pixel porn, which is kind of fun, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of neat. <laughs> uh, but also there are like animated scenes that look almost more like kind of an anime kind of look. Um, but higher, those are higher graphic quality. Higher, Some of it is like full on art. Higher graphic quality, but it's also not so much like a cutscene mm -hmm. as it is like a repetitive yeah. scene Motion. where you can increase or decrease the speed yeah. and then you can basically cause the, the money moment when you're ready for yeah. it. And then replay if you want to. Yeah, which I usually do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what did you think of the game? So I really love this game a lot. I, it has a well. I've been a fan of Stardew Valley, and even before that, I was a fan of Harvest Moon. I really like the farm sims, and I especially like the farm sims when there's a point to it, mm -hmm. and there's like you are growing things in order to do a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this one, and the idea that you're able to fertilize all your crops with what fertilizer you that you have harvested from yeah. sexual encounters with your willing monster boys and girls—that's mm -hmm. kind of a fun. Yeah. element um so i really love this game i really love the interactions with the npcs mm -hmm. and i just i think this one was a lot of fun i love the low level of it you know mm -hmm. because again i think some of the games and we're going to talk a little more about kind of the lewdness factor mm -hmm. but some of the games that you play um if you're not if you're not in the mood for overt sex, mm -hmm. then those games... Just too much. Yeah, it would just be too much. Whereas this one is so fun because you can always settle in. It's just cozy. It's mm -hmm. fun. It's nice. Uh, and then the sex elements kind of become slowly more interesting as you mm -hmm. play. Yeah. So, so that's my review. So how um, many peaches? How many peaches? I'm going to give this one... I'm going to give this one four peaches. Mm. So for me, I think that uh, it, it's definitely a game that's slow to start. The way that you kind of on ramp, it, it can take hours to really get to things that are sexy, and of course, mm -hmm. it kind of snowballs and, and gets more and more sexy as you move along. Uh, I think that at first glance, it's a it's a good RPG, it's a good farm sim. Mm -hmm. I think the date, dating element is neat. I think the cooking mechanic in it is like a little bit. Uh, sloppy, like it's a little too many recipes. There are like two hundred recipes well, like, in it. There are so many recipes, and you have to really experiment to find them. Uh -huh. And then there are a lot of ingredients that, that I'm not quite sure still how you get. Yeah. If you have to like get them from the store because the store is not persistent, mm -hmm. you can only access it like certain days of the week. Right. So what? yeah, that's a little a little bit fidgety. A little funky. For a, I think especially for a sexy game because yeah. you're not necessarily looking in one of these games to like go deep on the like what day of the week is it kind yeah. of element. Well I think the RPG, the combat, 
elements are really fun. I think the the sexy elements are fun. I think the idea that like anything can breed with anything mm-hmm. is super sexy, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of whether or not it's going to result in in a baby or an egg. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, the really kind of open handed nature and the um, the way that the, the developers approach the content mm-hmm. is is super accessible and super friendly. This and is a great arrow game to start with if you've never played one before and you're not sure if you're into it. Yeah. When I, I found myself with my little gripes and nitpicks, because we played games for, what, 20, 30 years or something, mm-hmm. and uh, find myself just really nitpicking it. And those nitpicks are, are appropriate if you're talking about like a full-scale studio AAA release. Mm-hmm. And that's not at all what this is. And I think that you know for what it is, it's easily... I would give it five eggplants for what it is Mm -hmm. um, because it actually keeps pace with a lot of those higher uh, budget games Mm -hmm. and and overall is like a great experience. Um, Still haven't beat the current version or the the Mm -hmm. current release, but I feel like it's it's a great game. Yeah, and still planning to play it more beyond the time that we played to review. Mm -hmm. So, What about gameplay? Gameplay. Mm -hmm. So the... Uh, farming is pretty nice and simple. Mm-hmm. You plant, you have to water every single day. It's kind of tedious. Every single day. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you, that I think is largely to encourage you to get the monsters work mm-hmm. in the field. Yeah. Which... Well, but I also wish in, in the gameplay element that there would be slightly better tutorial yeah. in terms of how some of this stuff works because yeah. there is this expectation that you just should know how yeah. it works. Yeah. There are a lot of pieces where we kind of couldn't figure out what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with a game like this, kind of small market game like it is, it can be hard to f- even find that content mm-hmm. online. Yeah. So, yeah, the, absolutely that it could be a little clearer how to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. It was really fun. The farming is fun. Uh, one thing that we haven't really discussed about this is the combat, mm-hmm. which, you know, I think that the combat in this game is pretty remarkably fun. It is. In that... Um, every character has their own completely unique set of actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's part of the planned roadmap that you will be able to level those actions up mm-hmm. as you get levels. Right now, that's not quite implemented yet. Yeah. Um, you can just level up their stats. But their different actions, will be able. you'll be able to kind of cultivate those in the direction that you want, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And every single character has just a very different... Different feel. Different feel, different mm-hmm. thing that they're built around. Uh, they have different different elements of some of them have random elements where you know basically which attacks you can choose or like a roll of the dice every time or ones that have to build up a certain resource like the my yeti boy he has to build his ice levels up when i think that is the big comparison on the gameplay format is that rpg maker is kind of the de facto Mm -hmm. uh, default and i think that that there's a huge miss there because there's such an opportunity for gameplay Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like Cloud Meadow does a good job of making it really feel unique and different. Yeah, taking that kind of stock turn-based mm-hmm. RPG model and making something that doesn't just feel like every single thing that RPG Maker has ever turned out mm-hmm. is really hard to do, and I think that they did a really good job at that. So I feel like gameplay, I would give it a four. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, four stars. Gameplay. Four stars. So what about lewdness? Lewdness. Mm, so this is a fun one. This is a fun one. So with lewdness, we're not just talking about how personally hot was it to us, mm-hmm. but more... How much is it on the cover? Mm-hmm. Like, how 
pornographic is this versus low level you know there are for example on the spectrum you could go all the way from one flame mm -hmm. where you're gonna see uh, just like nudity mm -hmm. and some kind of pretty stuff going on that you don't necessarily get super deep into right. versus like a five flames would be like something full on it is just sex deeply pornographic yeah. that's like kind of penetrative and up in your face yes. yeah. uh, so how many flames do you think is it this I feel like I feel like three, three is appropriate I think three is probably fair mm -hmm. because I think this one's a tough one because mm -hmm. on the one hand it has that very low-key feel mm -hmm. to me like at no point does it feel like oh I need to put this game down and like get to action yeah. right but at the same but time in a lot of this game like you could hypothetically play at work right like there, <laughs> there are true. places where like I mean it's a little suggestive in terms of just the, the art style but there are places where like nope it's totally cool it's like almost safe for work <laughs> and then there are other places where like nope like this should not be played anywhere near work mm -hmm. and I think that the the sex scenes in it are again weirdly like weirdly compelling mm -hmm. for how vanilla they generally cool they are. are yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that that it's a really good really good middle of the mm -hmm. road on this one yeah what about value value so uh, cloud meadow goes for 1999 yeah 20 bucks 20 bucks on Steam so it feels to me like there is a ton of value because you mm -hmm. know we we have played this one for like between our early release time and our more recently more recent playthrough mm -hmm. we've probably got 40 hours in this game mm -hmm. and we haven't scratched the surface of what's here yeah. uh, and we were talking about it this morning and like oh I just realized like the way you should play yeah. this game and realize that there are hours and hours of, of gameplay and replay yeah just in kind of that element of breeding mm -hmm. your perfect monster girl or boy and then um, training them to be exactly the monster mm -hmm. girl or boy you want them to be. Nothing kinky about that. Yeah, you could do that for hours and yeah. hours and hours. When it has the feel of a replay in terms of a monster rancher, or years ago, that PlayStation game where you have the ability to kind of raise up and, mm -hmm. and train up and you're really trying to get to like that five-star level yeah. of, of characters, but also with so many interactions with all the NPCs and the yeah. new content coming out, I feel like it would be hard-pressed not to give this a five dollar sign value yeah this is really worth a lot also yeah all of those npcs and something else that uh, i can't verify this because we have really not delved very deeply on any of the romances we mm -hmm. again in our our hours of play have really not gotten very deep in mm -hmm. this game but uh, i don't believe there's any kind of a choice that you ever mm -hmm. have to make i it, think that, you can that excludes other other relationships. Yeah. I believe you can move those relationships as deep as you want with every character that you want to move those relationships deeper with, mm -hmm. and they're all just kind of just there's cool. this very like happy-go-lucky mentality yeah. to the whole game. Like everybody's just like sex. That sounds great. I love sex. You listen to the music and like everything, and I guess that's worth noting too. Like the music. Music in is the incredible. Game is actually really good when you know you're you're in different scenes and different. Uh, forced events and, and what have you I feel like the music is is well done yeah there is very much a feel uh, to when when you're listening to the music and very indie games that have like one or two developers it just and gets boring you it's like it's fine but like it, they're obviously not a composer and mm -hmm. I feel like that's not that's not the music of Cloud Meadow Cloud yeah. Meadow had really great music that just feels like love went into it 100% so tech specs so this is a fun section of the podcast so 
I was able to convince Soren that in order to make this podcast, mm-hmm. it was important, essential, that... For science. For science, that we obtain a couple of Lovence toys in order to be able to test for those arrow games that have uh, some kind of a connection to the toys, be able to test that and share with you how it went. And also whether or not there's a VR element to it. Yep. If so there's, in this case for Cloud Meadow, there was not a VR element to the game. Yep. And also no connectivity with the Lovence toys. Yep. But that didn't stop us from just testing them out because we needed new. to for science. Yeah, we needed to understand. We needed to control. Yes. Uh, so we we did use the Lovence toys, and so the toys that we have, I'll go ahead and just we'll go ahead and just review those, and then in the future we'll just be talking about these two until or unless we get any more. Uh, we have the Max Two which is the penis toy that's mm-hmm. like a like a stroker mm-hmm. suction kind of toy uh, and then the flexor which is for vaginas mm-hmm. which has a kind of a cool um, it's got kind of a it's a motion to it as mm-hmm. well as vibrators kind of all over the thing yeah so for the max 2 I feel like it uh, needed a ton of lubricant yeah and of course it was over like many hours and what have you but was it still not uh, resolved in that that's the the right guy for the job yeah yeah so we'll happy to to keep trying but well they're they're they don't have a ton of oh, penis I know. toys I know. like we'll, there are a couple we'll other there. options but the flexor i think the cool part about that is it has three motors on it so i think mm-hmm. what two vibrating motors one inside one outside yeah and one that's like a servo that causes it to kind of do a come hither motion almost like a pinching right? yeah the opening and closing of the the two pieces yeah so what did you think of that uh, I really liked the flexor. I thought it was really good. I thought that that like, uh, and again, I, I hear you with the pinching, mm-hmm. but like that implies a pinch, yeah, a pinch to your body, which is not. Yeah. yeah, it's it doesn't pinch in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it again, it's like a. It's meant to be. They call it like a fingering toy. Mm-hmm. So it's meant to be like a like a a come hither motion inside mm-hmm. of you, mm-hmm. and I found that really nice because over long term use with like vibrating motors, mm-hmm. those can get. Uh, they can start to kind of numb you yep. or start to feel less good. So it was nice to have the ability to turn off the vibrators and mm-hmm. still have that kind of motion in the toy that just felt low-level nice. And also app-controlled on the phone. App-controlled on the phone, and you can control the Max 2 and the Flexor at the same time from the same app, which was mm-hmm. kind of nice because then we just kind of had the phone like right in between us, and we could both affect either toy, which mm-hmm. was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but so I, I really like the flexor. It, it was a little hard to keep it in place. It mm-hmm. tended to want to migrate because of the way that that motion worked. Yeah. So I feel like I need to find like something like um, some kind of like like panties, but almost like a you almost want like a harness yeah, to right. hold it in place. Well, and I felt that way with the Max too, in that um, it kept like with the when you turn the suction on. Mm-hmm. My, my idea of what suction and the way it was supposed to work is like it would pull on you, mm-hmm. right? But this felt like it was like pushing off of you. Okay. Like backwards. Like, well, they called it compression. Right. But it felt like it was just always trying to get away. <laughs> right. So when you're talking about, you know, your experience with the, the yep. flexor where it's like it's trying to it's come Migrating out. out. Yeah. Right? It felt like it was like work to keep the thing on. You need like a max harness to yeah. like hold it on. And I felt like, I felt like in my world, what suction would mean is that it's like trying to pull on you. Right. So that it would like stay. Yeah. Yep. Right. But that's not at all what my experience is. So not maybe it's a skill it's... issue. Skill issue. Right, you just need to get better with your controller. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. 
Uh, but I am definitely curious to see, because we just played with it while we're playing the game, mm-hmm. so I'm curious to see how the actual interactivity with these toys works with the game that is, is provides that functionality. Mm-hmm. So uh, for week two, we're doing Sakura Dungeon for, mm-hmm. for podcast Which two. Absolutely does Which not does have that. not have any interaction. Yep. But then for podcast three, mm-hmm. we're planning to do Third Crisis, mm-hmm. which will be the first game that we review that has uh, love and connectivity excited for that and is an amazing game is one of our very favorite games so what did we learn well so when we talk about what we learned Mm -hmm. uh, another important part to discuss here is that the long-term goal of cooperative foreplay is to start getting our own arrow games out the door Mm -hmm. uh, under kind of the kink quest studios name Mm -hmm. And so, as kind of very beginner baby bird developers, we are trying to, as we review these games, kind of take the bits and pieces out of them that that we learn as developers. So one or, of the th- or that we liked that we liked. What did we like? What would we do in our in our games, and what would we never do in our games because yeah. of these games that we're reviewing? Yeah, well, I feel like the the accessibility of this game in that it's like very open-handed and it makes you feel very comfortable. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's important, especially like if you're trying to get new people interested in the game. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was really compelling for Cloud Metal. There are, there are games where it's like, if this is your kink, you will like this game, but otherwise like you will probably not. Yeah. Whereas Cloud Meadow is just very something for everyone, unless like you really only want to play with like very hardcore kinky elements, because yeah. yeah, yeah. that's not really here. Yeah. And I don't know that there's really much of anything here that I would call kink. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there are little, little kind of like I know that if you have the relationship with the plant person, mm-hmm. um, then there's like they have vines. There's a scene with like vines that sure. are tied around you. So like very light. Um, well, there's some like bestiality elements to this too. Yeah, I, well, absolutely. Yeah. There's kind of the the furry element. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think really in terms of like kink, kink, like BDSM mm-hmm. yeah. kind of kink, yeah. there's really not a lot of that right. here. Yeah. Um, so what did you like about it? What did I learn from it? Um, so I think that, hmm. I think if there's there's combat, having a unique combat system in some form or function is absolutely essential. Yeah, 100%. I think the idea, and, and something to do during mm-hmm. combat too, yeah. because I love a good turn-based RPG, yeah. and we used to spend hours and hours with them, but man, I just can't do it anymore. Like if it's just select a thing from yeah. the menu and Go. sit there and watch. Yeah. So the idea of, you know, in the combat, there are a lot of places where you need a well-timed button press yeah. in order to get the attack off. Right. And I think that things like that, the unique combat, and the interactivity during the combat if you're gonna do turn-based, which uh, that's probably the direction we go early on is less like active, um, active kind combat. of platformer yeah. style gameplay and more of that turn-based element. So yeah. having that that understanding of how important that is, I think is valuable. Mm-hmm. I think any time that there's a, a farming element or food element or crafting element, mm-hmm. I feel like it should interact in some meaningful way with the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Right, because many times there's like fishing. You can go yep. fishing, but then like there's there's not what really a point do with to the it, fish. Right, they're like I don't know. You can eat it or something. Yeah, <laughs> you sell it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I uh, agree. So, what did you not like about this that that you would avoid? Um, I think again one of the things that that this game uh, really that stands out to me is the lack of 
tutorial mm-hmm. or, or anything that kind of explains to you how things work. And again, I, I feel like I have patience for that in this mm-hmm. game because the scope of it is so big. And it's their first game. And they're working so hard on just trying to make this stuff work. Yeah. But I think one thing that, that I take away from that that is kind of the, the negative piece is thinking about how to make sure the players know how this stuff works or what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Because if they want to go deep into your game and really kind yeah. of work all those elements, they should have information at their fingertips that will let them do that. And it's it's hard because you do want to keep your tutorials light because mm-hmm. there are those other players who don't want to know every detail. Yeah. They just want to get to the titties, well, you know? Almost like having that setting at the beginning, which is another thing I really like in terms of what are the things that you are okay with seeing yeah. and you want to see. Yeah. And you, in, in the same way, you could have like a difficulty setting, you could have like a tutorial setting. Mm-hmm. Like how, how much detail do you want explained to you as you're, you're going through? And I think mm-hmm. a lot of games will have that ability to disable tutorial. Mm-hmm. Maybe if this is like a replay situation for you, mm-hmm. um, I think that would do a lot of good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I like that. Did we do it? Is that it? I think that. Well, yeah. okay. So let's, let's wrap it up mm-hmm. with what is. While we were playing this, all the time that we were playing this, what is your favorite like moment mm. of gameplay? Favorite moment of gameplay. Throw you a curveball. There's something sexy about like as part of the day, the normal part of the day, mm-hmm. that uh, you have all of these animals or, or monsters. monsters that you're responsible for, and the job before the end of the day is to make sure you figure out who's breeding with who, yep. or who's going to be. Harvested, yeah, and I think that, or who you're going to breed with, and yep. I think that the fact that that happens every single day mm-hmm. is really, um, really sexy and really intriguing, mm-hmm. and it, it keeps like at least once a day there's something sexy happening. Yep. So it kind of keeps that low burn going, if nothing else. But the other element is that pretty much every character that you interact with, like mm-hmm. not all, but almost all. Mm-hmm you have the opportunity to to date or have sex with yep. in the game. Yeah. I think that, you know, nobody's really off the table. If you picked different options, like you didn't ruin it necessarily. Yep. There's no like, oh well this one only mm-hmm. likes if it, this right. kind of character. Right. If yeah. you have a penis, this is the only way this person interacts with you. Yeah. It is really open handed that way. So yep. I think that like the fact that, that you don't continually burn yourself over mm-hmm. and over again and, and the fact that Every single day, at the end of that day, you know, by the end, you're going to miss that opportunity to breed, and it's important for the gameplay that you actually keep up with that. Yep. So I think my favorite moment uh, comes. Uh, I, I was thinking about it too, and not coming up with quite anything. And then your, I, I got one off of yours. Mm. So uh, you'd said the idea that every day you have to go to the barn and like mm-hmm. kind of pair everybody up. Like everybody needs to. To do something to sexual contribute. every day, so yeah, let's to like, put in. yeah, let's get them all set up. And one of my favorite things about that phase of gameplay is how well this game splits down the middle between fun and kind of productivity, mm-hmm. in the sense that like, like we'll work, go in, work and sex. We'll go in and we'll be like, okay, well, we need to breed the cat boy with the cow girl in order to create this offspring that is part of this bigger picture thing that we're trying to do. Yeah. And then I'm going to bang the centaur because I want to bang the centaur, centaur. (laughs) right? Or like, you know, I'm like, and I'm going to put these two 
uh, male creatures together because I want to see that scene. I haven't seen that scene yet, and that seems fun, even yeah. though like it doesn't actually produce an egg or right. or further the that kind of bigger picture gameplay in any yeah. way. But like I, that's what I want to do now. Yeah. And I think that for me, that that kind of captures uh, the element, the like the the mood of the whole game. That it's like you are interested in these long-term goals and playing it like in the bigger picture, but also at any given time you can be like. Ooh, let's go do that. Right. Like, I'm gonna bang her. It's time. <laughs> For science. For science. You can find cooperative foreplay on the iTunes network, or at least you will be able to once I put it there. This is episode one, so as of recording, it's not there yet. I don't think you have to disclose that. Yeah, I do. I have to we have to be open and transparent. Okay. <laughs> it's important. You can find us on the iTunes network. Uh, you can find us at www.cooperativeforeplay.com or through the KingQuest site, which is kind of our bigger picture uh, set of sites. Uh, so you can go to www.kingquest.com. Are we doing a Discord? We have a Discord. Right, for KingQuest. So, yeah, I would just use the KingQuest Discord. Sure. Uh, so, so you can also come and join the community on Discord if you want to come and hang out with us at www.kinkquest.com forward slash discord. If you're ready to start, hit that button. <laughs> keep, we'll keep working on it. What? We'll, we'll figure it out. What are we doing here? 